Happy Wednesday, everybody. Hope you're having a great week, and we're going to try to make it better here by answering your listener questions and having some fun Disney conversation with Scotty G as he joins me, and we tackle some great questions and have some great conversations and discuss getting the most out of your stay over at Disney's Coronado Springs Resort, enjoying some group time over at Geyser Point at Wilderness Lodge, taking in the holiday festivities at Fort Wilderness Campground, also, a discussion about going to the Halloween party or adding three days to your Magic Your Way tickets for the family. You can do that for just about the same price. So what do you do in that situation? Also, visiting Walt Disney World over Marathon Weekend. If you're not a runner, it's not as bad as you might think. And discussions about things to do over at Saratoga Springs. This and much more coming your way on today's show. As always, our podcast is brought to you by The Magic for Less Travel. We'd love to help you plan your next Walt Disney World, Disneyland, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney Vacation for no additional cost to you. Just swing by the website today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do throughout the year. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And a sincere thank you to the patrons of the Be Our Guest Podcast. You make all these shows possible. And you can support us for just $5 a month for all these shows, and you'll get the bonus show. It's called Mike in the Midwest. If you'd like to support us, come on over. We'd love to have you. Patreon.com slash Be Our Guest Podcast. Ready to take a trip to the world? You found the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. This is where your memories come front and center on our podcast stage. Welcome to episode 2345 of the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Rallman from BeOurGuestPodcast.com and one of the senior agents over at The Magic for Less Travel. Happy Wednesday to you. Hope you're having a great week. We are back with, you know, that time to answer your listener questions. As we do midweek, we uh, take a little break here and just bounce all over the place. Sometimes we talk Disney Cruise Line. We talk Disneyland, Walt Disney World, and just see what you have in the inbox, what questions you have here live on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and just have a great time getting together as a community. And can't wait to, speaking of getting together, we're going to be doing that at Give Kids the World here very, very soon. But joining me today, my brother from another mother, we're going to be getting together down at Walt Disney World here soon, Scotty G up in Michigan. What's up, Scott? Happy Wednesday, Mike. Hope you're having a great week. And yeah, I mean, it's kind of crazy, like the events we have coming up. Not to, I always got to bring it back to sports just a little bit. We get, but we got the big college football weekend about to start. Labor Day weekend. The temps start cooling down up here in the Midwest, and then then we got the big Give Kids the World event. So lots of great things to look forward to right now. That's right. I mean, Mizzou kicks off tomorrow night. I can't believe I can say tomorrow night we'll be back at the zoo, Columbia, Missouri, in South Dakota. Big season ahead of us. I always say that. I'm an optimistic Mizzou fan every year. My heart gets broken many, many of those years, but we'll see how it goes. I'm just excited to be back at one of my favorite places. And uh, But I'll be glad to be down at Walt, at Walt Disney World with all my friends. You know, We have lots of folks volunteer with us at Give Kids the World. The entire crew is going to be there. You're going to be there. Ricky's going to be there. Pam's going to be there. Lots of our other friends over at the Magic for Less are going to be there with us. Magical Wishes for Kids. We're partnering up with them. They're going to be with us. Ricky couldn't be here today, but she wanted me to remind everybody that we have so much in store for you. Even if you can't make it, 
that you need to be ready to to bid on some of these great auction items. She wanted me to let you know that you we have things like, let me see, you get back into the text here. We have some retired Sensi items. And when I heard about that, it immediately took me back to Storybook Circus and the new thing that's going to be happening over there. And I giggled like a 12-year-old because... I think it's going to be smelling like an, like an elephant's uh, armpit, but who knows. Um, besides that, though, we have uh, a lot of homemade unique ears that, that uh, some of our listeners have made. How awesome is that? I got a pair from one of my listeners out in California. That was very cool. Uh, how about this, Scott? I think anybody wants one of these. A Disney Wish floating Bluetooth speaker. Those things are hotter than, uh, than the pavement in Texas I, I in may, July. I may know a guy that wants one of those that foolishly did not get one on the last sailing because i knew i wanted to drive up the price and maybe win one during the auction that was my strategy oh, dude, those things are so i know i kind of want one but like i don't have a pool i mean i don't even care i, I don't need to have a pool your bet your best line of the cruise was but i do have a bathtub i have a bathtub baby <laughs> i was like that is pretty awesome maybe i'll put a hot tub in and i can have it like be in the hot tub you That's know, a good I point. Like that idea. Anyways, we have the Bluetooth speaker that looks like the Disney Wish up for uh, bids. We have Christmas time items, Disneyland Paris 30th anniversary items you can bid on. Uh, just all kinds of stuff. Star Wars pins. Dennis donated a bunch of those we're going to have out there. And of course, we are raffling a, a Walt Disney World vacation on that Saturday, September 9th. So even if you can't be at the village... Please do join us noon to six. We're going to have a six hour live show. We're going to have lots of guests joining us, but all four of us are going to be doing a six hour podcast. So, you know, drop in. I know you probably can't be there for six hours on a Saturday, but here's the cool thing. We didn't think about this. We'll be honest, but we kind of got lucky. We'll have a lot of stuff going on with the D23 event over just a hop, skip and a jump away over at Walt Disney World. At the same time, we're on the air. So we'll have kind of a second screen experience. Maybe while you're watching that, we'll have it on it where we are too, because there's four of us and we can comment on because the parks panel will be happening while we're on the air right after. So uh, we'll be having a good time with that. We can give real time commentary on that, Scott. I mean, I don't think a lot's going to be announced, but hey, if there's something blockbuster, we'll be first on it for right. once. You know, and I was just thinking about the auction a little bit too, because there were some things I wanted to get to Ricky. I have some popcorn buckets I was going to donate that I completely forgot about that I purposely got for the auction. But what about a um, run Disney medal signed by Scotty G? Would someone want? <laughs> I'm just kind of playing around. I'm just thinking like a Castaway Key run Disney medal, like with That'd my signature. Sweet. That's got to be worth like two bucks, right? That'd be sweet. We're offering, you know, we're going to auction off a spot on the, uh, the the BOGP podcast where you are a part of the team right here for a week. You get to be a part of the Wednesday and Friday shows, just like we record right here. You pick the topic for the Friday show. You answer the listener questions on Wednesday. You get behind the scenes stuff. You hang out with us here on the Zoom call, like as we record these shows. I mean, do this at your own peril because it's not as exciting as you may think. It's a little crazy, but uh, we'd love to have you as a member of the team for a week. So we're going to auction that off all for the great folks down at Give Kids the World. So do set aside a little bit of money and uh, hopefully six hours of time or part of that day, September 9th. We can't wait. We hope to see you on September 8th. If you've signed up with Jocelyn, thanks again to Jocelyn for coordinating all this. That's a lot of work, but it's going to be worth it. We're all going to wear Hawaiian shirts. We've, I just decided. All right, and Jocelyn says she picked up some cast-only items from the Disney Studios last week. That's kind of a flex right there. That is a flex. I, I like I what like she it. did there. That's pretty pretty cool. All right, we have a question here. Let's go to the inbox first. Stephanie's got a question, and it's about one of Scott's favorite places. It's like she knew you were going to be here, Scott. I mean, it, people... Is it about Oki West? No, well, close. 
I think people are getting so comfortable with Scott being a part of the panel now. It's like they're just going right to, to you now. Like, I mean, they're just like everybody knows like your wheelhouses. So here we go. Stephanie says, hey, Mike and the BOGP crew, I'd love for you to tell me your experiences with Geyser Point. Considering relaxing there with our party of seven in December, they're all adults ages 20 to 50 ish. Will we be able to hang out and visit for a while? How's the food? I saw the big comfy chairs and sofa on Disney's site and it looks so cozy. I know they don't take ADRs, but I did see that you can do mobile order. How does that work with a lounge? And she has a second question. But explain that, how, how the whole atmosphere works. Because we've all got there, guys are pointing. Yeah. Atmosphere is perfect. And we definitely have lounged there with parties of seven or more, for sure. So you might have to pack in your little patience because there's certain parts of like kind of like the corners I'm thinking of of the restaurant or the lounge that kind of hold more seating so you might have to pack in a little patience but you're okay with that right like because you're just there to chill and hang out so yeah definitely great place to hang out and the food is great so there's this burger that I love there the um I want to say it's these like nachos that I really like there too as well and the cocktails are awesome it's just it's just a great place like I have not had anything there that I did not enjoy so Definitely a great, great idea there. And you're talking about the ADR. So you're right. You can't make an ADR. So you got to find a way to get to the resort. Uh, if you're staying there, like, that's a bonus, right? That's kind of easy. You can just kind of do a check-in right there while you're staying there. If not, because um, it's hard to just park there. That's the tricky thing. You can't really, you know, no one really knows what, what depending on the security guard, you're going to see at the shack that yep. day, they're going to let you in or not. Like, I would like to think like if you went up there and say, hey, I'm going to spend some money and hang out at the resort, like they would say, oh, yeah, come on in, spend some money and go to Geyser Point. Not always necessarily the case. So it might be easiest to come from a park, like come from like Magic Kingdom or something and take the boat over would be something I would recommend. And then you just go to the hostess stand or open up the app and you can do a uh, do a check in right there for the through the app. And if you want to hang out for a little bit, my suggestion, and again, this is from my wife who worked as a server for years and years, is just make sure that you continue to buy drinks and, you know, take care of your server. You know, you don't, I think the tackiest thing, and I mean, we all know this, right, is to buy like an initial, you know, entree and a drink and then hang out for three hours later, you know, because then that that server is not getting the opportunity to turn that table over and, and supplement their income. But if you continue to, you know, to, to spend money, and I hate to say that, but I mean, make it worth your server's while. You're not just taking up where they're not being able to turn that table and make it worthwhile. You just got a little common sense goes a long way with that. Yep. And I'm not sure if Stephanie is staying at the resort or not, but here's another great tip because um, she asked about the mobile order. So I've stayed at Wilderness Lodge before, and you know, Mike, I'm a big pool guy. So I'm hanging out at the DVC pool, turning it into like a nice long pool session. And you start getting a little hungry or maybe want a little cocktail or a drink. You can mobile order from Geyser Point and then just bring it back over to the pool area. That's oh, what man. we did. So, and man, that was just a great way to spend an afternoon. Um, I mean, I would love to hang out at the lounge too. I mean, it's hard to pick, like, do I hang out at the pool and have the food or do I hang out at the lounge? Both are awesome. I recommend doing both if you're staying there. But yeah, that's a great option for the mobile ordering too. All right, Steph, he's got a second question. We'll be at the Riviera and our friends are staying at the there cabins at Fort Wilderness. <laughs> We'd all love to see the Christmas decorations over there. They have a golf cart reserved, but what's the best way for the rest of us to see the decorations if we're not staying there and don't have the golf cart reserved? Any creative solutions? We're working on our no parties because they're so expensive list of fun Christmas ideas. As always, thanks for making my drive to school so enjoyable. Stephanie, I mentioned her on the uh, on the Sunday night show this week. Stephanie's my other friend out in Boise. 
home of the blue turf. Look at uh, that. Yeah. Lots of uh, Idaho. I'd say she should listen to the Sunday show to, to yeah. find a good answer here, right? <laughs> exactly, because they need to they need to take the uh, horse drawn cart thing, uh, the the carriage ride. That'd be awesome that, for everybody. That is the best way, I think. Right. So you go over the Fort Wilderness and you do the like I call it the wagon, the horse yeah, wagon. Yeah, I don't yeah, know the yeah. official name. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, but it's awesome. Like it's like a little hay ride. Like, you're like on this hay wagon, and you just go through, and you see all the Christmas lights. You see the whole campground. It's actually a really cool experience and a cool way to see all those lights. Um, so that's what I would recommend. And I, you know, you go on and book those in advance. I don't know. I, I would. I'm taking a guess here. I'm guessing 60 days in advance because that seems to be the magic is. number for booking everything. But yeah, book that in advance, and you will be all set. So I think this is on a totally different subject because she's kind of think she's trying not to do the parties because of money. And they said, you know, seven, seven people, you know, just looking at the budget and stuff. And I had a guest today. We were going back and forth talking about things and they're going to be down during Halloween. And she took her tickets from, I think, four day tickets to eight day tickets. They instead of going to the Halloween party, they just increased their ticket. They didn't they decided not to go to the Halloween party and change their tickets from four days to eight days. For about the same, for the same price. For the same price. So they're getting, so think about this. And it was like four of them. They're getting four days of time in the theme parks instead of approximately six or seven hours. Now, yeah. don't get me wrong. The Halloween party's fun and it's a very exclusive feeling. You get the candy, you get the trick or treat. It's just what you want. But when you're looking at like, it's different value propositions. But I thought that was a good call. If you're looking to, kind of spread out your time and be able to relax. You know, it was, it was a value problem. Maybe it was like a five day to an eight right. day, but I mean, they're well, I mean it always now. tells you, like we always talk about, like once you hit a certain threshold of days, like the, the add on for those extra days is pretty minimal when you compare it to like a single day ticket mm -hmm. or a hard ticket event. So, I mean, that makes sense too. And like, yeah, I mean, I like what they're thinking and there's, you still get to see the Halloween decorations on main street and all that too. So you can get some hollow Halloween experiences without even going to the party. So, right. Yeah, that's what that's they a decided good call. to do. I mean, they wanted to go, but they said, but we could get three more days, you know, like, you yeah. know, it, you know what you got to do. And I hate to say this because everyone's going to do it, too. But if you want some more Halloween fix without going to the party, I mean, this is going to cost you money, too. <laughs> but uh, book like a California grill or one of those resorts like a Narcoozies that you where you can see the Magic Kingdom fireworks on a, on a Halloween party night and you can still see the fireworks from outside the park. So just or no, too. or, or if you really want to, you know, be creative, you go to the magic kingdom on a, on a party night, take the boat or monorail over to the Polynesian and have dinner at captain cooks. Yeah. Linger, go out to the beach and dude, yeah. you got, then you get to see the fireworks. You don't even have to spend the money on California grill or narcos. There you go. Beach or even the TTC. Like yeah. I, I actually like that view from like the ferry. Um, speaking of like Jocelyn and Chad, like I know we did that with her family once. We watched the, yeah. the fire from right there. It's a cool perspective from over there too. Yeah, so I'm, we're giving all the hacks today. I'm telling you, Beans was like uh, <laughs> knee high to a grasshopper back then. I know, and now she's probably up to my shoulder. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Beans, I haven't said that in forever. All right, here we go. Sean's got a question. We got to kind of. It's so long. We got to kind of peek over it. Uh, just booked a February DVC stay at Saratoga Springs for my wife and I. It's preferred view. Thoughts on the Turf Club? We are also, or sorry, we are thinking about renting clubs and golfing at LBV Course. <laughs> Look at this. Everybody knows Scott's loves here. It sounds like a fun no-park day. Any suggestions on where to stay at Saratoga? I know it's a large resort. Sorry for all the questions. We're excited to stay at a new resort. 
Let me pull this down here so you can see us. Not that we're that good to look at. Um, we've played uh, LBV and we've rented cor uh, clubs there. I, I'll tell you, I mean, you're the golfer. I thought the clubs were awesome because I don't have very nice clubs. I, I loved it. And that course yeah. was fun. It was hard. Yes, yeah, so LBV. Um, well, I'll go back to the turf club in a second, but LBV is my favorite Walt Disney World golf course. I mean, I like the Palm and the Magnolia, but LBV. Like as a Disney like resorts guy too, like you see so many sites of Old Key West and Saratoga. You even get a little French Quarter on the back nine there, yep, like on hole like fifteen and sixteen. I think you yep. see a little French Quarter. You do, and then uh, you get a lot of Disney Springs too. Like it is just for like the Disney fan. Like I feel like you get a great fix of like just seeing some of the the resorts. Now, I mean, that's not a knock at the Magnolia. We played there too, Mike. Right, and then and it we said this before. It just felt like a normal round of golf. Until like you got to like the 16th hole and then you can see the Grand Floridian mm -hmm. and the monorail go by like, wow, that's pretty awesome. But I feel like the sites are much better at LBV. It's hard. I will say it is, I think it it's is, the hardest yeah, of all of them. Hard. I mean, I, I, I stink, but it was hard. Yeah. It was really hard. It's, it's the tight. hardest of all of them, but it's, it's a lot. It's a lot of fun. It's a good course, good layout. And the clubs. Yeah. If you rent the clubs, it's it's they're nice. They're um I want to say they're like tailor made. Um, So they're pretty good clubs. They give you, I think, two sleeves of balls, so you get like six balls. Depending on how you are, you might want to some pack more. some. <laughs> exactly. I always pack. I always pack a box of balls when I plan a plan a golf trip. Um, I would say spend some time at the driving range too. Like there was one marathon weekend that was that might have been the highlight. We were taking like slow mo videos of us like hitting <laughs> balls at the range. That had to have been the, that had to have been the year that like slow mo came out on the phone in like portrait mode because I look at my phone. And we have so many pictures of like you and Steve and me and, and a bunch of us like in, in Moose and all of us like in slow-mo and like portrait mode with our clubs. It's so yeah. sad. It was funny. Yeah. <laughs> that, that, I think that was right when portrait mode was coming out for sure. Cause like, yeah, like it was just even at the, the driving range. Like I had a whole like senior photo shoot. It was, it was. Yeah. yeah the girls, I think too, like that year with their medals for the 5k, we got like 38 pictures of but the castle all you know blurry <laughs> yeah overdid it that's oh, so gosh. funny but yeah. i highly recommend lvv um make sure you book a tea time ahead of time because those things do fill up like believe it or not like golf is so popular and i think he said february or they said february and uh, man that's a great time because i've i played yeah. most of my rounds have been like in summer july yeah. and it's just smoking hot so so good call I'm playing golf in February. I hope you have a great time. Oh, real quick though, before you yeah. talk turf club, they have that. I don't know if they did. They bring back that sunshine sunrise nine. Is that back? I have not seen the sunrise nine. I think they have a like a sunset deal. nine they're doing. Um, okay. where you like get the special where you play nine holes. I'm not sure how it works with the club rental per se. Uh, um, so it might be a little trickier with that, but that true. they used to be the best value, yeah, right? Because you get like a breakfast sandwich and a the sunrise drink. nine, you got a breakfast sandwich and it was like 25 bucks or yeah, something. Man, you played nine holes and it was like at the best part of the day, like yeah. in the summer, especially before totally. it got so hot out. I think you got a drink at the end too. And it was like pretty cheap. Yeah. yeah. It was like a really good yeah. deal. Maybe one of the best, yeah. one of the best deals, but so the turf club. So let's go back to that. Cause yeah. that's like, right. That's attached to the golf club, the, the clubhouse right yep, there. It is. So the turf club is, a very forgotten place. And I'll tell you, I love the lounge that's connected to it too. Like I, my family, once we played like trivia in there for like two hours, we won every prize that you could imagine. Like we were doing Surrey bikes, tie dye shirts, the, making like umbrellas or parasols or whatever, like the rest of the trip, we won like every prize. It was kind of funny, but 
So the Turf Club, like I went there, Mike. It was kind of funny before um, the Springtime Surprise 5K, the the first time where it was like the Expedition Everest like night race. It was weird. Like, what do I do for before a race? Like, I got to eat at some point, right? And like, I didn't know what to do. We we're staying in Saratoga, so I went to the Turf Club, and I I thought it was great. I really enjoyed it. It's pretty dark. It's like kind of like an old school like country club like restaurant is what you think because that's kind of what they're trying to shoot for like being with the with the golf course has a great view of the driving range and like the the clubhouse area you can see some of disney springs from like from, from way up above if you're by a window but i highly recommend checking it out i think i don't think it gets enough love right i like hidden places like that because that's a place you could always probably get an adr and yes because it, it's so far out of the way and, and i just think, in saratoga you're probably and they've been like weird with like hours of operation like they might be closed on like mondays and tuesdays or something i know some like i think maya grill still might be like that too so yeah. i think it's like one of those where it only operation it's only operational like five days a week so it's trying to be careful if you don't see an adr for one day just look for another one it should pop up for you all right well have a good one uh sean it sounds like you have a great trip planned saratoga man as soon as disney springs you know really took off saratoga springs and they plus they remodeled the rooms recently too and they're rocking they're getting great reviews by the and guests. i like the paddock i know i think he he asked about like what section i mean you can't go wrong grandstand paddock the springs area that's preferred so if you had a, you kind of need a preferred room category for that but i love them all such a great resort all right question from beth who is live here on looks like she's tuned in on facebook so thanks for being here do you guys have any csr tips that'd be coronado springs resort for room requests or dining staying there in october for the first time in a water view room we'll actually be we're staying at coronado for the gift kids world event um and we've been there many many times you you like ranchos i believe you say for just the aesthetics or yeah i like the casitas a lot too actually because i love the quiet pool over there um ranchos is just where i've been all the time so my question though is water view room is that going to be the older buildings then do you think mike or is that going to be like in the in the tower like i'm not sure no water view well the water view can be anything well so the, the tower has standard so Tower has standard view, water view. It just depends which side of the building you're on, right? Gotcha. So That's the standard view is going to be the ones that look out. You see, like, when you come into the resort. And actually, yes. the standard view rooms, they might even be. Yeah, they're still called standard. Now they switch the word standard to resort view on most room categories. But anyway, the ones that are standard view, tower, those are the ones where actually it's not so bad because you can see out the galaxy's edge and stuff like that because they're facing like the studio. So the, even the standard view rooms are bad. Water view is going to be looking at the interior of the resort. So going to be looking out over the lake and like over to the pool, you know, the dig side and stuff. Uh, but if you have a water view room, you could be in any of the three, you know, yeah. and she confirms she's not in Grand Estino, So she's in those outer rooms and she put a sad face. So like Beth, I'm going to say like, no, I kind of like the same. outer rooms. Yeah, like, I wouldn't have a sad face. Yeah. And I've, and I've said this before. I love the tower. Grand Destino is beautiful. I mean, and as a resort guest, you can still like use all those amenities that they have, you know? So like no worries about not being in the tower, but I just, it takes me back to my old vacations with my family. Mm -hmm. Like when they were like, when Emily was super young, I just love like the ranchos, the castitos, like that just takes me back to like a moment in time before the tower existed. And there's nothing wrong with those rooms. You're going to love those, Beth. Absolutely. And dining. I mean, you got lots of dining options. I mean, I'll give you a perfect example of places that people don't even think to go. So Scott and I are getting there on a, cause we're volunteering on a Friday and a Saturday. So fr volunteering on Friday. And then we're doing the six hour live show on a Saturday, but we're getting there obviously on a Thursday night. Cause we're volunteering at seven 30 in the morning on Friday. Well, Thursday night happens to be kickoff for the NFL and it's Scotty G's Detroit lions taking on the Kansas city chiefs. 
So what are we going to do that Thursday night? We're going to go to Rick's Lounge and watch and, and we'll get some apps. We'll, you know, they, they have good food. They have burgers. They have wraps. They have uh, great chips and guac. We've been there a couple of times. You know, they have yeah. bar food. And so that's you know, an Three option. Bridges could be an option, too, because they got TVs there, too. Just a thought. Could be. We could be I outside. Think, yeah, we could. <laughs> but I, I think I'd like the food better at Rick's. I'm more of like a sports lounge guy than I think Three Bridges with a football game. I'd rather be like in the environment. I don't, we'll see. What, oh, we'll man. check it we'll, out. We'll, we'll, we'll okay. flip a coin. Maybe we'll one half will be one place in the okay. second half. We could maybe do that. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> I just I want to be in a sports bar, man. If I'm watching football, I don't want to be in a fancy place. But we'll see. But no. is not fancy. It's a chill place. I know, but it's. I'll we'll talk. We'll talk to their menu, man. Their menu is just. I, I, I want the listeners to say, where should we go? Should we go to Rick's or Three Bridges? I mean, for foot, I mean, okay, for football though. Come on. Anyway, so but I mean, Coronado kills it for dining, right? Because it's got Toledo, it's got Maya Grill, it's got. Um, uh, what else we got? We got, the, of course, the food court, which the old pepper yeah. market, which is El Mercado del Coronado. It, it's Rick's. It's got the little place. It's open like three hours a day. You know, the little fly <laughs> next to the store. Where you get like the little pastries. Yeah. Yeah. Three bridges. Yeah. I mean, so what would you, what advice would you give uh, Beth though, as far as dining there? Yeah. So I haven't to Toledo. I actually like, I think that's an underrated place. Um, especially if you're really into wine, I'm like, so so on wine but i know i have a lot of friends that are really into wine that love that place so if you're looking for like a an upscale meal and can't get like a california grill or topolinos that is a great option for you but honestly like i really love maya grill we were talking about this on the live show i think um last week mike the um just the, the atmosphere in there you can usually get an adr and like i think it's really solid food and like the margaritas are mm -hmm. great you got the entertainment with the guitar player i just I think Maya Grill is a overlooked place for sure. And like, I would recommend checking it out. Yeah. It, I mean, it's been a top three restaurant at Walt Disney World for me for a decade. It, it's beautiful on the inside too. Like you don't think it's much because you go to the end of that hallway. Like you're just going down a hallway and you think there can't be much down there, but it's, it, it's beautiful in there. Like it's got high ceilings. It's very Spanishy looking on the inside and it's got live, yeah. most time live jazz, the guys in there playing. It's, I, I love it. And the food is, I mean, for, it is exactly my food. It is so yeah. good. Yep. And Beth is, um, not to like make this all about Beth, but I really like her question here. And she made it, she, and she's live in the chat. She made a comment about the transportation situation. I love the transportation at, um, at Coronado Springs. And now it's going to be bus, right? So you don't have a Skyliner or a boat option, but we were talking about this the other day too, Mike, it is such a centrally located resort you're that, that quick. your your bus rides are like equal distance to all the parks basically and they're they're pretty quick i would say like it's considered an animal kingdom resort um resort uh animal kingdom park Air, resort. area yeah yeah yep. and that's a quick ride over there you're right where world drive connects so getting the epcot magic kingdom is a breeze hollywood studios right across the street from epcot is just it's really easy to get to all four parks so highly recommend that for transportation for sure yeah it's great i mean it's it's, it's got it going on i mean and especially you can get rooms there for just a smidge more than pop century and the rooms are way better and, and the, the amenities are better. oh man i'm yeah, just like cool. i'm excited we're about to hang out there mike in a couple of weeks and she's got a 12 year old i mean the 12 year old is gonna fall in love with the dig site and don't forget too the pool the bar dig site's got food yeah the pool bar's got hot hot food too i mean there's nachos like 18 places where you get food yeah, at coronado yeah, yeah, i feel yeah. like coronado, i mean yeah. coronado fan club right here okay so have a good time, Beth. And she's a, she's a Chiefs fan, so look out. She's going against you there, Scott. Uh, okay, we've got a question here from uh, Heidi. She's in Dayton, Ohio, and she says, not Cleveland. 
because wasn't everybody from Cleveland a couple weeks ago? And a live show a couple yeah, weeks ago. So. so Heidi pays attention. I like it. I like when our listeners pay attention and get in on the action. That's awesome. She says, since you and Scott are marathon pros, I'd like to get your thoughts on being at Walt Disney World as a non-marathon runner during Marathon Week. We're headed to the bubble January 1st through the 7th, but I just realized we'll be there for Marathon Week. What are your tips as to navigating the parks during the week's events and anything in particular we might want to avoid or absolutely shouldn't miss? Thanks for the countless hours of entertainment on my long daily commutes, Heidi. Well, besides the stinkiness of the runners, <laughs> actually, it's not It's not bad. as scary as she's going to think. It's yet. not bad at all, especially if you are somebody who likes to be in the parks at night. You are in luck, right? Yep. Yeah, because the marathoners typically will go to bed earlier, right? So the uh, closing down parks will be a lot slower. Um, one thing I would say that may interrupt you, there's a couple things, are like restaurants, like booking ADRs. So runners like to eat, right? You know, they got to like yes. fuel up for the next race. And me as a, I mean, I like table service restaurants to begin with, but a lot of runners want to stay off their feet, right? So they're going to like book a nice like meal somewhere where they're just off their feet relaxing. So some of your favorite restaurants might be harder to book potentially. So, but the thing is you have just as easy access to booking those at 60 days. So just be right on it at 60 days. It might be a little competitive, but that's one thing to note. And then the other is just um, some, some road closures, especially on that Saturday and Sunday of the half marathon, and the full marathon. Uh, these races start super early in the day, you know, because Walt Disney World has this operation, right? They want to keep everything flowing. So the races start, they want to just, you know, have as little as disruption as possible. But there will be some road closures around Magic Kingdom and Epcot, um, especially on like that Saturday and Sunday. I mean, it's all all across the park on Sunday. So just pack your patience, like, you know, use Disney transportation for sure. Some of their buses and cast members might be able to take some back roads that most people can't get to on their car. So just pack in some patience there, but you'll be you'll be fine. It'll be a great week. Yeah, it's it. It's not as bad. And, and it, it, here's the thing. I, I've always said this, too. Even if you're not a runner and you're going to be there from the first to the seventh, so you're going to be there for for quite a day, you know, not to say for two or three days. One time I was there and this was before I ever ran a marathon. I didn't even have an idea that I would ever run a marathon in my in my life. And I just happened to kind of get caught up in it. I was there over that and I and I just I was I, I had run, I think, the half marathon that year. And I went, I was so excited. I went back to Epcot on the Sunday of the full marathon just because I wanted to see the people that were actually running 26 miles finish. And I stood there next to, and if you've been around for a while, you, you may know Deb Wills. She used to run all years and she's kind of a legend in the Disney community. So I stood next to Deb Wills. She was cheering on the runner. She always did every year and she cheered me a few times. I always gave her a hug towards a beach club towards the end of the race. And it meant the world to me. And I was standing next to her and I was just like, is this not the coolest thing? Cause you, you see all human emotion come by and crying cause people didn't think they could make it. And you see people just cheering. You see like husbands uh, hugging wives and people giving margaritas and you know, kids that are, that's my dad. That's my mom. You know, it's just, it's raw human emotion. So this is one thing I tell people that even if you're down there and you're not a runner, if you can, and you don't have to get up super early to do this because a lot of folks come in on the marathon as the park opens at Epcot, you know, nine, 10, even 11 to noon, people will come down that shoot through with the old future world. Just go get a piece of that. You know, you don't have to watch it for five hours, get a piece of that for 10 or 15 minutes. It is good for the spirit. I'm just telling you, it is good to see people 
finishing a marathon. It it, it just I mean and I, it was before I was ever a runner. It got me. It really moved me to see people from all races, all body shapes, all, you know, just people that you knew had suffered for the last five hours and for the last maybe six months, six years, you know, people are overcoming cancer, people that had all these hardships, but they decided to get it done and they were there, you know, they had made it. It's, it's, it's amazing. So if you, if you get a chance and you happen to be in that spot on that day, Sunday, think about going out there and giving a cheer and just taking it in. Cause I think it's just good for the spectator as it is for the runners. I, I don't know, Scott, if you feel the same, but it's, it, no, it I, always I don't is feel emotional. the same, but, but yeah, but well, Heidi's plan might be to, to avoid all that. So my recommendation is magic kingdom is typically the first part that's going to be cleared. So if you want to kind of avoid the runners, I would say go to magic kingdom. They try to clear that park first. Cause it's usually the busiest. Yeah. Um, and just based on how the structure of the race is. So, if you want to avoid the runners, I would say start at the Magic Kingdom, but definitely take Disney transportation because oh, yeah. that is going to be really hard to get to. They close a lot of roadways around there for sure. Yes. Stay on Disney transportation. All right. Kelly's got a question. She is in Dallas, Texas. The Big D says going to Disney World after Christmas, December 26th through January 1st. We know it's going to be insanely busy, but as annual pass holders, we go pretty frequently. We're not overly concerned as we don't have to get everything in. We will be there the week before they do away with park pass reservations. So we still have to make them for this trip. So my specific question is what park should we book for new year's Eve? I'm thinking magic kingdom will be insane. So trying to decide between the other parks, what would you choose and why we're staying at the grand Floridian so we can see the new year's Eve fireworks from there. So the nighttime show isn't really a factor for us. Kelly. We kind of talked about this on Sunday night too. We did. Because we are big, big proponents of Epcot on New Year's Eve. Right? Yeah, that's the only that's the only answer to me. Um, so I just what they do to Epcot, it's not and you gotta go if you do go to this, you gotta pack your patience, right? There's gonna be a lot of people there and it's gonna be like you've never experienced Epcot before. That's why I recommend it. It's just it's not even Epcot, it's just like a nightclub world showcase is a totally a nightclub yeah. i mean it's it, yeah. it's unrecognizable <laughs> but um but she she kind of says something like maybe fireworks if fireworks don't matter to you and like that like if you just want to have like a like a normal day like with the family i've always wondered what the other parks look like so not necessarily magic and like hollywood studios is when they like always interest me like i wonder what hollywood studios is like i know I've always on new year's that. eve because everyone is at epcot and magic kingdom so if you want to do the research, Kelly, you can find that out for us because that could be an interesting one where I think it's going to be slower. Not necessarily slow, but I think it'll be not as crowded as the other two. But there's just there's nothing like Epcot New Year's Eve to me. Like, like I just think of like like New York New York Times Square. I mean, it's not going to be like that crazy when there's like thousands. I mean, it's crowded, but like that's like the what I think the closest thing is to like Times Square is like being at Epcot for some reason. I don't know why my mind goes that way. See, and I know you and I were a lot alike. Like we could not do the studios even if we wanted to because we get FOMO. Like we get FOMO something fierce, right? Fear of missing out. So even if we went over to the studios, say at six o'clock in the evening, dude, we'd be on that path by like 7.30. Like I can hear the bass from Epcot. I got to get over because the dragon in the bass China. Draws me. <laughs> I know like the dragon in China's breathing fire and I must be in there. You know, I yeah. must be a part of that. You know, it's the, a, the band's It's a cool thing. So I'm actually going to be there too, Kelly. So I'm going to be there New Year's Eve because I haven't done it in a few years and like I'm getting that itch. It's been a while, you know, so I'm for sure going to be there at Epcot. I got my park pass made. 
And it's just one of those days where I'm, I'm probably going to enter late. You know, I'm going to chill at the day at, with my family. Maybe we'll just do a lot of swimming that morning or whatnot. I'm going to enter the park late. I'm going to have an ADR made for sure. So I can sit down and have a place where I can, you know, go to the restroom, you know, things like that because the restrooms get pretty busy. But it is just, it is just a great place that people watch. And like, there's no place I'd rather be to celebrate the ball dropping on New Year's. Oh, it's so fun. I wish it was still illuminations, but they still do the big fireworks and the ground still shakes and it's, uh, it's unreal. The ground will uh, be shaking. Oh my! It, it, and, and if you you're a Grand Floridian too, if you want to, that's the thing. I don't know if your plan was to stay all the all through the night, but uh, you got. I, I think I've been at the Polynesian for one of these, and so you got the monorail. I mean, it's going to be busy leaving, but at least you're not trying to drive yeah. or like wait for a bus or something. You're you you can go to the monorail, which would be uh, ease some of the traffic for sure. He, I'm trying to I'm trying I'm to think excited. how bad the monorail would be though on New Year's Eve. I mean, it, I mean it gets it, bad. It gets bad, but everything's bad. I mean, the, the worst yeah. though is the parking lot. So right. it would probably go. So let, let's let, let's let's do a little. I'm doing the Skyliner. Right? This that's is my first time doing the Skyliner. Okay, that's what I'm saying. Because I'm staying at Caribbean Beach. Let's do an exercise. Okay, so you got the ways you can leave Epcot on New Year's Eve. You can leave by car. You can leave yeah. by bus. You can leave by Skyliner and you can leave by monorail. Those are the only four. Or ways. boat. If you wanted to like go to uh, like the Yacht and Club and Boardwalk, you could technically do boat too. Okay. Or you could walk because you yeah. can walk to those. So That's walking, actually, walking is the best, which I've done. Walking, yeah, the fastest. Boat would probably be the second fastest, right? I would yeah. guess. If you well, want to know, that would be the yeah. only option though. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, I would not take a boat. That'd be a sucker thing uh, for New Year's Eve. What? Skyliner maybe third? The Skyliner yeah, so eats that line so fast. It does. So that's kind of why I booked the Skyliner Resort was just to test it out because I haven't done it before. And luckily for me, I'm finishing my night in World Showcase. So I can just pop out. Well, I say that. Yeah. There's going to be, yeah. be a thousand you, of people. You and 17,000 yeah. friends. But the problem, I guess, with the monorail or the bus is that you got to make your way all the way back to the yep. front. Um, yep. So that's that's tricky right and it's only like one monorail that holds what they hold like 300 people at the most like every 10 minutes you know like it's not continuous but the good news is like you have traffic i mean you don't have to worry about the roads that's true you get on the monorail you got a clear shot to the ttc because that's where you got to go when you're from coming from epcot so that's well that's what worries me too are a lot of are are there going to be a lot of people parked at the ttc at epcot now taking the monorail because that's going to like really bring down the, mon- uh, yeah. the, the monorail yeah. traffic you know it's not necessarily like Just, monorail yeah. resorts so that could be kind of a messy situation too uh, i don't know i think i mean bus and car is the worst because you just got traffic you gotta worry about the yep. traffic yep. where skyliner and monorail like you kind of less traffic obviously because yes. you're higher up skyliner though is definitely on the on the list yeah. of i think Skyliner. i'm looking forward to checking it out yeah i mean the line might be back the to, line um, will be crazy to the swan and dolphin oh yeah the but. line the line you could get an ice cream while you're waiting in line over yeah. the boardwalk because that's, yeah. that's where you're gonna get in line i just but. hope they have monitor there's someone monitoring like cutters like i don't want someone coming yeah. out and cutting that line you drives know? me crazy okay last question of the day and it's from Daisha and she says hey Mike fellow Missourian here from Farmington Missouri just about an hour south here of St. Louis as an extreme researcher and planner I've been deep diving into all things Disney as I have never been but I want to go soon my question is what are your best tips for traveling with a baby a one-year-old would it be worth going or should I wait until he is older thanks Daisha 
So I'm, I'm two dads here, but we both have girls and we've both gone with them when they were younger. And this is kind of a hot topic, right? I mean, if you go on social media, people have really hot takes on this. I took Mallory at six months, one of the best trips we ever had. You know, she is she going to remember it? No, she doesn't remember that trip when she was a baby. But we got great pictures and she was fine. We just went really, really slow and did a lot of slow rides and just basically took it easy. And I mean, we were both teachers at the time and we just went around and just had an enjoyable experience at Walt Disney World. It's not the same kind of vacation you have as a couple. It's not the same kind of a vacation we have now that she's 15. But we just took it slow and had a good time and took a whole lot of pictures with her and the characters and stuff like that. Yeah, you can take them, but it's totally up to you. This is such a personal decision. And if you take them, you got to keep them on the routines. And you got you got a lot to pack. You got to bring all the baby stuff. I just remember we had, because that was back when I used to drive, we brought all the stuff. But I don't know, Scott, what do you, what do you say to people to say about the, the baby topic? So I'm all for it, but I do always like, because I get asked this question a lot at work even. <laughs> and I always ask them, well, how big of a Disney fan are you? Um, because I... I wish I would have gone. I'm an Uber Disney fan, as everyone knows now. I wasn't at the time when Emily was born, so that wasn't even on my radar. But I wish I could go back in time because I would love to have you, – you said you took Mallory when she was six months old. I would love to have a, a picture of Emily with Mickey Mouse mm -hmm. at six months old, and then I could just see the progression of her with, like, Mickey over the years, which I still kind of can to a certain extent because her first trip was three and a half. But I just say, like, take them whenever you're comfortable and ready. Right. Like. I, I think I throw out the whole thing about, well, well they won't remember. You know what? You're going to remember as yes. their parent. You're going to remember those memories. And that's what's important to you So, as well. So I think just whenever you're comfortable is when you go. You know, And every trip is going to be different. Six months old, two years old, 17 years old, 45 years old. Every trip is going to be different. Um, so make that one magical. And I say go if you're ready. Yeah, and I've said this, you know, on the show a bunch of times. The six-month-old trip was way easier than like the three-year-old trip. I mean, when she was mobile and had a personality, oh man, it was like holy rollers. I mean, good lord, you couldn't like turn your back, man. Minnie Mouse would be pulled off the shelf at the Emporium, and it'd all be coming down if you didn't pay attention. Six months, man, she sat in a pumpkin seat, you know, and like took naps in the. the you got a good. You, we invested in that really nice umbrella stroller that tilted back so she could sleep. Money. That was money I wish in the I bank. That sometimes. Oh man, tell me. I was jealous. Anyway. <laughs> all right. Well, that's gonna do it for today's show. Thanks for the great question. Do you have a question? Drop it in the inbox just while you're thinking about it. Anytime throughout the week, Mike at BRGuestpodcast.com. We'll get that here on the show. You can also join us. We record usually on Mondays around 5 30 Eastern time. Just you know, get a notification, subscribe on uh, Facebook over at the BR Guest Podcast. You'll get that notification when we go live. Or, you know, follow us on Twitter and get the notifications there. And we'll, uh, we'd love to have you in the live chat as we go. Give Scott a follow on the social media at Epscott, E-P-S-C-O-T. I'm at BR Guest Mike, Instagram, X, formerly known as Twitter, Threads, all those places. And don't forget our sponsors, The Magic for Less Travel. We'd love to help you plan an amazing Disney adventure. Whether it's out to Disneyland, down to Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, or Adventures by Disney, we're standing by right now. To help you plan an amazing trip. So check them out today over at themagicforless.com. Please also use our Amazon affiliate link when you shop online. That one extra click supports everything we do. It's beourguestpodcast.com slash Amazon. And thank you to our patrons. You guys are awesome. You make all these shows possible for just $5 a month. You guys get all these podcasts and a bonus show every week called Mike in the Midwest. If you like to support us, we'd sure love to have you. Come on over patreon.com slash beourguestpodcast. 
We'll have the live call-in show this Sunday night, so if you're not doing anything over the three-day weekend, give me a call. Scott will be on vacation out in uh, Cincinnati, hanging out with some of our listeners out there. But uh, I'll be here, and I'll need your company with lots of calls. So join me Sunday night, 7 o'clock Eastern, 6 o'clock Central, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Let's talk Disney. All right. We're going to get out of here, but we'll be back again on Friday, and we're going to have an odds maker show. That's right, because college football kicks off this weekend. We're going to have lots of uh, fun sporting events. Uh, the gridiron, will be uh, football is back, so we're going to take odds on things happening around Walt Disney World. So give us an example, Scott, of something we might take odds on. Like, just throw something out there, right? I'm putting you on the spot. All right, I got one. Okay, give me one. So we kind of tease a little teaser. We're we're professional here. So what percentage of guests staying on site set an alarm to make a virtual queue for either Tron or Guardians of the Galaxy? Ooh, see, I like it. So now I'm not going to give an answer because you got to come back on Friday to see what I say to that. I mean, we are like pros. Look at this. We know. We only took us uh, like 2,400 shows, but we tried. We got there, though. All right, so come back for that. More of that Odds Maker stuff on Friday show. So you guys have a great Wednesday. Grind through three-day weekend coming up for us United States folk. You guys stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll see you real soon. You've been listening to the Be Our Guest Walt Disney World Trip Planning Podcast. If you have questions, comments, or would like to be a guest on the show, please visit our website at BeOurGuestPodcast.com. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you real soon.